Welcome to Bible time, Isaiah chapter 2 and verse 5. O house of Jacob, come ye and let us walk in the light of the Lord. O house of Jacob, come ye and let us walk in the light of the Lord. The word that Isaiah the son of Amoz saw concerning Judah and Jerusalem, and it shall come to pass in the last days that the mountain of the Lord's house shall be established in the top of the mountains and shall be exalted above the hills and all nations shall flow unto it. And many people shall go and say, Come ye, and let us go up to the mountain of the Lord, to the house of the God of Jacob, and he will teach us of his ways, and we will walk in his paths. For out of Zion shall go forth the law and the word of the Lord from Jerusalem, and he shall judge among the nations and shall rebuke many people, and they shall beat their swords into plowshares and their spears into pruning, he- pruning hooks. Nations shall not lift up sword against nation, neither shall they learn war any more. O house of Jacob, come ye, and let us walk in the light of the Lord. Therefore thou hast forsaken thy people, the house of Jacob, because they be replenished from the east, and are soothsayers like the Philistines, and they please themselves in the children of strangers. Their land also is full of silver and gold, neither is there any end of their treasures. Their land is also full of horses. Neither is there any end of their chariots. Their land also is full of idols. They worship the work of their own hands, that which their own fingers have made. And the mean man boweth down, and the great man humbleth himself. Therefore forgive them not. Enter into the rock, and hide thee in the dust, for fear of the Lord, and for the glory of his majesty. Enter into the rock, and hide thee in the dust, for fear of the Lord. And for the glory of his majesty, verse 11, the lofty looks of man shall be humbled and the haughtiness of man shall be bowed down and the Lord alone shall be exalted in that day. For the day of the Lord of hosts shall be upon everyone that is proud and lofty and upon everyone that is lifted up and he shall be brought low and upon all the cedars of Lebanon that are high and lifted up and upon all the oaks of Bashan and upon all the high mountains and upon all the hills that are lifted up, and upon every high tower, and upon every fenced wall, and upon all the ships of Tarshish, and upon all pleasant pictures. And the loftiness of man shall be bowed down, and the haughtiness of men shall be made low. And the Lord alone shall be exalted in that day, and the idols he shall utterly abolish. And they shall go into the holes of the rocks, and into the caves of the earth, for fear of the Lord, and for the glory of his majesty." When he ariseth to shake terribly the earth. In that day a man shall cast his idols of silver and his idols of gold, which they made each one for himself to worship to the moles and to the bats, to go into the clefts of the rocks and into the tops of the ragged rocks for fear of the Lord and for the glory of his majesty. When he ariseth to shake terribly the earth, cease ye from man whose breath is in his nostrils, for wherein is he to be accounted of? The word of the Lord that came to Isaiah came to the children of Israel nearing the time of the carrying away the dispersion of the nation of Israel. Some 400 and some years before Christ would come, they would be dispersed and brought back to the land. The word of God here gives us a promise from God that someday they would beat their swords into plowshares and their spears into pruning hooks. It was a promise of the coming kingdom of the Messiah And he says here in verse 5, O house of Jacob, come ye and let us walk in the light of the Lord. And then he goes on, as we just read in the context, and preaches to a backslidden Israel. 
to a backslidden Israel who is not walking in the ways of the Lord, who has broken the commandments of the Lord. He preaches to them and he says, Enter into the rock and hide thee in the dust for fear of the Lord and for the glory of his majesty. The lofty looks of man shall be humbled and the haughtiness of men shall be bowed down. Now this little bitty verse here, O house of Jacob, come ye and let us walk in the light of the Lord. This little verse is a call of a holy God to his people, calling them back to his own self. And we'll be looking briefly today at Isaiah 2, 5. O house of Jacob, come ye and let us walk in the light of the Lord. We're going to look at how this applies to Israel of old first. We're going to start with backslidden Israel before the coming of Christ. So here he says, O house of Jacob, go to Genesis 35. Genesis 35, all we're doing here today is we open the Bible, we apply the word, we rightly divide it as best we can, scripture with scripture, and we pray to God to illumine our minds and our hearts. We didn't promise anything more than Bible time, that might be all you get, it's just a bunch of verses today as we go through these verses, but I pray it'll be a blessing to you, and I'll pray that you, I pray that you will receive the word of God as it is, not the word of men, but the word of God. Father, in Jesus' name, please illuminate our hearts. Please draw us back to you. Father, forgive me, Lord, for my weakness. Lord, I pray that you just help me to be led by your spirit and that I wouldn't get out of line with you, not get ahead of you, not get behind you, that I'd be obedient to you, Father, in Jesus' name. Have mercy on us, O God, for Christ's sake. Have mercy, O God. Have mercy on us. Genesis 35 and verse 9. And God appeared unto Jacob again when he came out of Padanaram and blessed him. And God said unto him, Thy name is Jacob. Thy name shall not be called any more Jacob, but Israel shall be thy name. And he called his name Israel. And God said unto him, I am God Almighty. Be fruitful and multiply a nation and a company of nations shall be of thee, and kings shall come out of thy loins. And the land which I gave Abraham and Isaac to thee, I will give it to thy seed after thee, will I give the land. God had called Abram out of the land of Ur of the Chaldees, and he would promised him the land of Canaan. He promised him a son, and that son came, the son of the promise, as we've looked at before. And that son of the promise's name was Isaac. When his mother Sarah died, Isaac's father sent into the land of the Syrians again and brought back Rebekah to be a wife for Isaac. And they had two children, Jacob and Esau. Jacob have I loved, saith the Lord, but Esau have I hated. God rejected Esau, calls Esau a profane person who for one morsel of meat sold his birthright. Esau's disrespect and, and complete lack of care and apathy to the things of God brought his brought upon him the wrath of God, though God blessed him materially because of his association with Abraham as a as the seed of Abraham. Yet he was cut off from the blessing. And in Jacob and Israel was the seed passed on. So here God calls to Jacob, O house of Jacob, come ye and let us walk in the light of the Lord. Now, Jacob Throughout the Bible, throughout the prophecies of Scripture, when the Bible speaks of Jacob, it has a special and direct application to the Israel that is not Israel. 
It has a special and direct application to the supplanter Israel. Jacob, the word Jacob means supplanter. It means deceiver in essence. And that's what Jacob was before God changed him, before God took him over to Laban's house, took him through all those trials and tribulations and brought him back to Bethel where he had seen God. And here at Bethel he told him, or when he came out of Padanaram, he told him, Thy name is Jacob. Thy name shall not be called anymore Jacob, but Israel shall be thy name. And he called his name Israel. So there are two Israels, and we'll look at that more as we, get, as we go forward. But Jacob represents the fleshly carnal Israel. The Israel that is Israel according to birth, but is not Israel in the heart. The Israel that is circumcised by the law, but is not circumcised in the spirit by the heart. Not obedient to the word of God. And in Isaiah, God calls to Israel, this backslidden Israel, and he says to them, O house of Jacob, come ye and let us walk in the light of the Lord. Go to Genesis chapter 46 quickly. I trust even if you're picking this up online, if you're able that you'll get your Bible out, the King James Bible in English. And that you will follow along and read these passages, at least take notes, go back and read them for yourselves in their context. Read the whole Bible, but read these passages as relates to this study. Uh, Genesis 46, and Israel took his journey with all that he had and came to Beersheba and offered sacrifices unto the God of his father Isaac. And God spake unto Israel in the visions of the night and said, Jacob, Jacob. And he said, here am I. So here you have Israel being called Israel by God and yet at the same time being addressed as Jacob by God. And you'll see this is a theme throughout all of the scriptures that God will use these two terms for the rest of time in, in the word of God dealing with Israel. They're Jacob and they're Israel. And he says, Jacob, Jacob. And he said, here am I. And he said, I am God, the God of thy father. Fear not to go down into Egypt, for I will there make of thee a great nation. I will go down with thee into Egypt, and I will also surely bring thee up again, and Joseph shall put his hand upon thine eyes. Go to Genesis 49. Genesis 49 and verse 1. And Jacob called unto his sons and said, Gather yourselves together that I may tell you that which shall befall you in the last days. We are looking here at Jacob. You need to understand the context of the word of God. That means with the text. Con is with and text is the verse you're looking at. The verses. You need to understand who God is talking to and how it applied to them before you're going to be able to fully comprehend how God is going to apply this to you. So here he says, Jacob called unto his sons. He's down in Egypt now and said, gather yourselves together that I may tell you that which shall befall you in the last days. Follow along in verse two. Gather yourselves together in here. Ye sons of Jacob, and hearken unto Israel your father. Reuben, thou art my firstborn, my might, and the beginning of my strength, the excellency of dignity, and the excellency of power. Unstable as water thou shalt not excel, because thou wentest up to thy father's bed. Then defilest thou it. He went up to my couch. 
Simeon and Levi are brethren. Instruments of cruelty are in their habitations. O my soul, come not thou into their secret, unto their assembly. Mine honor, be not thou united. For in their anger they slew a man, and in their self-will they digged down a wall. Cursed be their anger, for it was fierce, and their wrath, for it was cruel. I will divide them in Jacob and scatter them in Israel. There it is again. Again, an indication that they are not all Israel who are Israel. There is Jacob and there is Israel, and both are part of Israel. Verse 8, Judah, thou art he whom thy brethren shall praise. Thy hand shall be in the neck of thine enemies. Thy father's children shall bow down before thee. Judah is a lion's whelp. From the prey, my son, thou art gone up. He stooped down, he couched as a lion, and as an old lion, who shall rouse him up? The scepter shall not depart from Judah, nor a lawgiver from between his feet, until Shiloh come, and unto him shall the gathering of the people be. Now unto this Shiloh shall the gathering be. And remember in our text, the cry is, O house of Jacob, come ye. So the gathering will be unto Shiloh. Look at verse 11. Binding his foal unto the vine and his ass's colt unto the choice vine. He washed his garments in wine and his clothes in the blood of grapes. His eyes shall be red with wine and his teeth white with milk. Zebulun shall dwell at the haven of the sea and he shall be for an haven of ships and his border shall be unto Zidon. Follow along in verse 14. Issachar is a strong ass couching down between two burdens, and he saw that rest was good, and the land that it was pleasant, and bowed his shoulder to bear, and became a servant under tribute. Dan shall judge his people as one of the tribes of Israel. Dan shall be a serpent by the way, an adder in the path that biteth the horse heels, so that his rider shall fall backward. I have waited for thy salvation, O Lord. Gad. A troop shall overcome him, but he shall overcome at the last. Out of Asher his bread shall be fat, and he shall yield royal dainties. Naphtali is a hind let loose, he giveth goodly words. Joseph is a fruitful bow, even a fruitful bow by a well whose branches run over the wall. The archers have sorely grieved him and shot at him and hated him, but his, abo his bow abode in strength, and the arms of his hands were made strong by the hands of the mighty God of Jacob. From thence is the shepherd, the stone of Israel, which relates to Shiloh. Again, the, because it says here that from thence, from the mighty God of Jacob, is the shepherd, the stone of Israel. Prophecies of the Messiah. Even by the God of thy father who shall help thee, and by the Almighty who shall bless thee with blessings of heaven above, blessings of the deep that lieth under, blessings of the breasts and of the womb. The blessings of thy father have prevailed above the blessings of my progenitors under the utmost bound of the everlasting hills. They shall be on the head of Joseph and on the crown of the head of him that was separate from his brethren. Benjamin shall raven as a wolf. In the morning shall he, he shall devour the prey, and at night he shall divide the spoil. And look closely at verse 28. All these are the twelve tribes of Israel. And this is it, that their father spake unto them and blessed them. Every one, according to his blessing, he blessed them. These are the twelve tribes of Israel. There are twelve tribes of Israel. God calls to Jacob and says, Come ye and let us walk in the light of the Lord. And he's calling to these twelve tribes. Go to Exodus chapter 3. And verse 10, and by the way, there are no lost ten tribes of Israel. They are not lost. 
And there's nowhere in the Bible that says that they're lost. And if you're part of junk like that, then you got involved in a cult. And you've missed Israel altogether. The Bible just told us who the 12 tribes of Israel are. And we'll follow their history throughout the Bible today. And I'll show you today they are not lost. We're going to see God's cry to Israel. Exodus 3 and verse 10. Come now, therefore, and I will send thee unto Pharaoh, that thou mayest bring forth my people, the children of Israel, out of Egypt. Now, Pharaoh had afflicted the children of Israel. He had brought them into bondage, and God was speaking here to Moses. And Moses said unto God, in verse 11, Who am I that I should go unto Pharaoh, and that I should bring forth the children of Israel out of Egypt? And he said, Certainly I will be with thee, and this shall be a token unto thee that I have sent thee. When thou hast brought forth the people out of Egypt, ye shall serve God upon this mountain. Now it looked like for 400 years God had forsaken his people Jacob and Israel. It looked like they would be amalgamated, they would be blended, they'd be brought into the nation of Egypt. But yet in all that time, though the children of Israel did not maintain the pure worship of the God of their father, Abraham, yet during that time God kept them separate and God brought them out. Go to Exodus 6, verse 2. Exodus 6, and God spake unto Moses and said unto him, I am the Lord, and I appeared unto Abraham, unto Isaac, and unto Jacob by the name of God Almighty. But by my name, Jehovah, was I not known to them. And I have also established my covenant with them to give them the land of Canaan, the land of their pilgrimage, wherein they were strangers. And I have also heard the groaning of the children of Israel, whom the Egyptians keep in bondage, and I have remembered my covenant. Wherefore, say unto the children of Israel, I am the Lord, and I will bring you out from under the burdens of the Egyptians, and I will rid you out of their bondage, and I will redeem you with a stretched out arm and with great judgments, and I will take you to me for a people, and I will be to you a God, and ye shall know that I am the Lord your God, which bringeth you out from under the burdens of the Egyptians. And I will bring you in unto the land concerning the which I did swear to give it to Abraham, to Isaac, and to Jacob." And I will give it to you for an heritage. I am the Lord. So here his address to Israel is based upon his promise to Abraham, Isaac, and to Jacob. God promised the land of Israel to Jacob before he was Israel. He promised him the first time he went to Bethel that he would be his God. And he promised him that he would give him the blessing of Abraham. Well, as yet, his name was still Jacob. Well, as yet, he was still unseparated, unsanctified, unholy, a supplanter, a deceiver, false in his motives, false in his worship, false in his direction. And yet God chose him and promised him the land of Israel. You know, if you don't get this, there's not much help for you. You're going to be blown out all over the Bible. God made this promise to the children of Israel apart from any merit of their own. Abraham was a Syrian ready to perish. He was married to a Syrian woman. He lied about Sarah to the Egyptians. He lied about Sarah to Abimelech. He lied his way through the land of Canaan. Abraham had many ways that... God was pleased with him, but they were all rooted in one thing and one thing alone. He believed God and had faith in the promise that God had given him. 
And because Abraham believed God, the scriptures say in the book of Genesis, God counted it to him for righteousness because he believed God. And that is straight out of the book of Genesis. Read the Abrahamic blessing. And then God gave the blessing to Isaac. And then he gave it to Jacob. And Jacob and his children were gone down into Egypt where they became the 12 tribes of Israel. But God would bring them back up. Go to Exodus chapter 12. Every word of God is pure. He is a shield to them that put their trust in him. God's word always comes to pass. He never misses. He never fails. <coughs> and it came to pass at the end of the 430 years, Exodus 12, 41. Even the selfsame day it came to pass that all the hosts of the Lord went out from the land of Egypt. Go to Exodus 19, 3. <coughs> Excuse me. Exodus 19, 3. <coughs> And Moses went up unto God and said, The Lord called unto him, and the Lord, not and said, and the Lord called unto him out of the mountain, saying, Now this is that mountain where God had said, This is a token that I will show thee when thou bringest out the children of Israel that wilt serve me on this mountain. And here he is back on the mountain. And the word of God has come true and come to pass. And Moses went up unto God, and the Lord called unto him out of the mountain, saying, Thus shalt thou say to the house, of Jacob and tell the children of Israel. So again, God gives a differentiation. Though he treats them as one and the same in many ways, he gives a differentiation between the house of Jacob and the house of Israel because they are not all Israel who are Israel. Just as they are not all of Abraham who came of Abraham. Abraham had two children. The one of the bondmaid and the one of the free. The one was named Ishmael. The other Isaac. The promise was passed to Isaac. And the bondmaid's child was thrust out. Ishmael. And he received not the promise. Isaac had two children. Jacob and Esau. And God said Jacob have I loved. But Esau have I hated. And Jacob received the promise. And it was carried on through Jacob while Esau was thrust out, though God still gave him the blessing of the blessing of the prosperity that he promised Abraham and Ishmael received the physical blessing of Abraham. Yet Ishmael did not receive the spiritual blessing of Abraham because it was not his belief in God was not a faith in the promises of God. So you have a physical seed of Abraham that was thrust out and the physical and spiritual seed that was carried on. And then again, a physical seed of Isaac that was thrust out. Well, the physical seed that believed God carried on the promise. And then you have the 12 tribes of Israel. But amongst those 12 tribes, you have many people throughout the rest of the Old Testament. Read it for yourself. We'll look at some more verses here. But throughout the whole of Scripture, many of Israel did not believe God, did not obey God, did not follow God. Look at the prophet Elijah. Look at how he was almost alone and he cried out to God and said, I only am left alive of your prophets. Now God said to Elijah, I have this day a remnant. He said, I have 7,000 who have not bowed the knee to Baal. And we find there again that there was an Israel who was the Israel of God. And there was an Israel who was an Israel by birth alone. The Israel by birth has always partook 
of the physical blessings of Abraham and many of the curses of the law right alongside the spiritual seed of Abraham. But they are not all Israel who are Israel. There is the house of Jacob and the house of Israel. Both are the same physically. But one, the house of Israel, are the Israel which is above. And they have accepted by faith the promises of God. And only by faith can you ever please God. No man can be justified by aught but faith. The Bible says in the Old Testament, even, I believe it's the book of Habakkuk, the just shall live by faith. The word of God says that Abraham believed God and it was counted to him for righteousness. In Genesis, I believe it's chapter 15, look at it. It's with the Abrahamic covenant. Abraham believed God and God counted it to him for righteousness. All through this book, from Genesis through Malachi and then on into the New Testament, but all through the Old Testament, it's always been faith. It's only been faith, and it only ever will be faith in God. And the Israel that believes God is the Israel of above. The Israel that does not believe God is the house of Jacob after the flesh. But to them, God has maintained promises that he will not break. Promises for good and promises for evil. Now, Exodus 19.3 here. And Moses went up unto God, and the Lord called unto him out of the mountain, saying, Thus shalt thou say to the house of Jacob, and tell the children of Israel, Ye have seen what I did unto the Egyptians, and how I bear you on eagles' wings, and brought you unto myself. Now therefore, if ye will obey my voice indeed, and keep my covenant, then ye shall be a peculiar treasure unto me above all people. For all the earth is mine. We're reading Old Testament. And God says, all the earth is mine. He says, I want to make you a peculiar treasure to Moses and to Israel above all people of the earth. A peculiar treasure. But in that he said that he wanted to set them apart as a peculiar treasure. Listen to me, Jewish friends. In the same text, he said, for all the earth is mine. He says here, listen, my Jewish friends, and ye shall be unto me a kingdom of priests and an holy nation. These are the words which thou shalt speak unto the children of Israel. It is undeniable and undisputable from the word of God that God's care and love for the people of the world has always been in effect that God did not select Israel at the expense of the world, but rather that God chose Israel out and called them out to be a kingdom of priests to the world. It is God's purpose for Israel that they would be a city set upon a hill, a light, as your prophets say there in the Old Testament, to lighten the Gentiles. God's purpose for the nation of Israel was to set them up upon the hill of Zion and from thence 
to let the law of God and the, therefore the word of God and the truth of God and the prophecies of scripture be shown to all the world so that the faith of righteous Abraham might be made sure to all the seed, not only they of the seed of Jacob, but also those of Esau would be able to be justified by the faith of righteous Abraham who believed God and through that belief it was counted to him for righteousness. Now Israel's particular blessing of the land of Canaan was given to Jacob while he was yet in his sin, while he was yet unsanctified, while he was yet a supplanter. And Jacob has been given the land of Canaan. And whether or not Israel follows God today after the flesh, whether or not they follow God, that land is their land. God gave them the land. And he gave it to them as an everlasting covenant, whether they followed him or not. Now he promised them with it blessings for obedience, and he promised them cursings for disobedience. And we've seen throughout history and throughout the word of God how every word of God has come to pass. Here God told the nation of Israel, Ye shall be unto me a kingdom of priests and an holy nation. It is a wrong concept to think of Israel as a secular nation. It is a wrong concept to look at the nation of Israel as a secular nation with the tribe of Levi as their priests and the sons of Aaron as the high priests. It is a correct biblical understanding to look at Israel as a kingdom of priests and Levi as the special priesthood to the Israelis who are the priesthood that God ordained to go to the world. And Aaron as the chief priests to rule over the Levites and lead them in the sacrifices and the offerings. This was God's plan. This is God's plan and his purpose for Israel. Look at Exodus 32. Now, before you get to 32, Moses has gone up into the mountain and he's up there speaking with God, receiving the lively oracles from heaven, the ten commandments and many other laws. And verse chapter 32 says, And when the people saw that Moses delayed to come down out of the mount, the people gathered themselves together unto Aaron and said unto him, Up. Make us gods which shall go before us. For as for this Moses, the man that brought us up out of the land of Egypt, we wot not what is become of him. And Aaron said unto them, Break off the golden earrings which are in the ears of your wives, of your sons, and of your daughters, and bring them unto me. And all the people break off the golden earrings which were in their ears and brought them unto Aaron. And he received them at their hand. This is the high priest. Chosen by God, the first high priest of the tabernacle of the Aaronic line. And it says that he received them at their hand and fashioned it with a graving tool after he had made it a molten calf. And they said, These be thy gods, O Israel, which brought thee up out of the land of Egypt. And when Aaron saw it, he built an altar before it. And Aaron made proclamation and said, Tomorrow is a feast to the Lord. And there he used the name Jehovah God. And he pointed by context to a golden calf. And they rose up early on the morrow and offered burnt offerings and brought peace offerings. And the people sat down to eat and to drink and rose up to play. And the Lord said unto Moses, Go, get thee down, for thy people which thou broughtest out of the land of Egypt have corrupted themselves. 
They have turned aside quickly out of the way which I commanded them. They have made them a molten calf and have worshipped it and have sacrificed thereunto and said, These be thy gods, O Israel, which have brought thee up out of the land of Egypt. And the Lord said unto Moses, I have seen this people, and behold, it is a stiff-necked people. Now, therefore, let me alone, that my wrath may wax hot against them, and that I may consume them, and I will make of thee a great nation. And Moses besought the Lord his God, and said, Lord, why doth thy wrath wax hot against thy people, which thou hast brought forth out of the land of Egypt, with great power and with a mighty hand? Wherefore should the Egyptians speak and say, For mischief did he bring them out to slay them in the mountains and to consume them from the face of the earth. Turn from thy fierce wrath and repent of this evil against thy people. Remember Abraham, Isaac, and Israel, thy servants to whom thou swearest by thine own self and saidst unto them, I will multiply your seed as the stars of heaven. And all this land that I have spoken of will I give unto your seed and they shall inherit it forever. And the Lord repented of the evil which he thought to do unto his people. And Moses turned and went down from the mount. With the two t- and the two tables of the testimony were in his hand. The tables were written on both their sides. On the one side and on the other side were they written. And the tables were the work of God. And the writing was the writing of God. Graven upon the tables. And when Joshua heard the noise of the people as they shouted. He said unto Moses there is a noise of war in the camp. And he said, it is not the voice of them that shout for mastery, neither it is the voice of them that cry for being overcome, neither is it the voice of them that cry for being overcome, but the noise of them that sing do I hear. And it came to pass as soon as he came nigh into the camp that he saw the calf and the dancing, and Moses' anger waxed hot, and he cast the tables out of his hands and brake them beneath the mount. The holy ten commandments didn't even make it all the way down the mountain before they were broken by the children of Israel and by Moses, who cast them down in his anger. And he took the calf which they had made and burnt it in the fire and ground it to powder and strawed it upon the water and made the children of Israel drink of it. And Moses said unto Aaron, What did this people unto thee that thou hast brought so great a sin upon them? And Aaron said, Let not the anger of my Lord wax hot. Thou knowest the people that they are set on mischief, for they said unto me, Make us gods which shall go before us. For as for this Moses, the man that brought us up out of the land of Egypt, we want not what is become of him. And I said unto them, Whosoever hath any gold, let, him break, let them break it off. So they gave it me. Then I cast it into the fire, and they came out this calf. Now don't think for a minute he was lying. He's giving you his He is justifying himself, but he's giving you his experience, which was a demonically inspired experience that Aaron was demonically inspired to form that calf. As far as he was concerned, he was just trying to appease the people. But whenever he took a step towards idolatry, Satan took over and the man that God had chosen to be the high priest of the children of Israel formed a golden calf under the influence of Satan and his angels. And when Moses saw that the people were naked, for Aaron had made them naked under their shame among their enemies. This man, Aaron, is the man that fathered the Aaronic line of the priesthood. 
Then Moses stood in the gate of the camp and said, Who is on the Lord's side? Let him come unto me. And all the sons of Levi gathered themselves together unto him. And he said unto them, Thus saith the Lord God of Israel, Put every man his sword by his side and go in and out from gate to gate throughout the camp and slay every man his brother and every man his companion and every man his neighbor. And the children of Levi did according to the word of Moses. And there fell of the people that day about 3,000 men. For Moses had said, Consecrate yourselves today to the Lord, even every man upon his son and upon his brother, that he may bestow upon you a blessing this day. And it came to pass on the morrow that Moses said unto the people, Ye have sinned a great sin, and now I will go up unto the Lord. Peradventure, he will, I shall make an atonement for your sin. And Moses returned unto the Lord and said, Oh, this people have sinned a great sin and have made themselves them gods of gold. Yet now if thou wilt forgive their sin. And there's a dash there. The time that elapsed there could have been as much as 40 days and 40 nights. If you read in Deuteronomy, Moses went up a second time and fell on his face before God and did neither eat bread nor drink water 40 days nor 40 nights. Well, he waited on God to say whether God would have mercy on his wicked people or not. It was not through the keeping of the law that Israel found grace. It was through belief, and it was always through belief. He says, and if not, blot me, I pray thee, out of thy book which thou hast written. And the Lord said unto Moses, whosoever hath sinned against me, him will I blot out of my book. Therefore now go lead the people unto the place which I have spoken unto thee. Behold, mine angel shall go before thee. Nevertheless, in the day when I visit, I will visit their sin upon them. And the Lord plagued the people because they made the calf which Aaron made. And the Lord said unto Moses, Depart and go up hence, thou and the people. And we will get to that in just a moment. This Jacob had sinned almost immediately upon leaving Egypt. Go to Amos. Go to the book of Amos quickly. While you're turning there, I want you to think about the words of Moses. As Moses, the prophet Amos, the prophet Amos is where we're going. As Moses had spoken to God, he said, what was his plea to them that he had asked God to spare them? He said, Why doth thy wrath wax hot against thy people which thou hast brought forth out of the land of Egypt with great power and with a mighty hand? Wherefore should the Egyptians speak and say? For mischief did he bring them out. I want you to think for just a moment. The intercessory prayer of Moses that he gave for the children of Israel was based on God's love, not just for Israel, but for the whole world. Moses appealed to God saying, what about the rest of the world, God? Egypt pictures the whole world, a type of the whole world and its wicked sins far from God. And Moses said to God, God, what about Egypt? If you cut off Israel, what about Egypt? You see, God had raised up Israel to be a kingdom of priests, a nation of of priests, not a kingdom of priests, I'm sorry, a nation of priests. And the purpose of Israel was to be a light, according to the prophets of God, a light to lighten the Gentiles. And Moses appealed to God on the basis of the work of God in the Gentile world. He said the Egyptians will hear about it, God. And God turned away his wrath from Israel. Why? 
to have mercy not just on Israel, but on the Gentile world. In Exodus 32, God made provision. God made a way. He spared Israel. Israel, let me submit to you according to the word of God in the Old Testament that if it was not for Egypt and the Egyptians, who the prophets say that God will call Egypt my people. In the prophets, he says, I will call Egypt my people. For Egypt's sake, God spared the children of Israel from total annihilation when they turned their backs on God. It was for Egypt's sake and for his covenant's sake with Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, but it was not for the sake of the wicked sinners whose hearts were far from God, who would never turn to God. And if you don't believe that, just keep reading. We'll see it. We'll see what happens to them. Go to Amos 5 quickly. Amos 5.25. Have ye offered unto me sacrifices and offerings in the wilderness forty years, O house of Israel? Forty years, which is coming up, when they disobey God and refuse to go into the land of Canaan, he says, have you offered to me sacrifices and offerings? This would be after the building of the tabernacle and the consecrating of it. This would be after the first day of atonement. This would be after Aaron was made the high priest. This would be after the ashes of the red heifer had been sprinkled upon them, cleansing the unclean. This would be after the blood had been sprinkled on the mercy seat and placed on the right thumb and right ear and right toe of Aaron and of his sons. This would be after the bringing in of the ceremonial law and the sacrificial law. In the, book of, in the rest of the book of Exodus and then following in the book of Leviticus. And Amos says that even after this, after the bringing in of the tabernacle, he says, have ye offered unto me sacrifices and offerings in the wilderness forty years, O house of Israel? But ye have borne the tabernacle of your Moloch and Chun, your images, the star of your God, which ye made to yourselves. Therefore will I cause you to go into captivity beyond Damascus, saith the Lord, who is the God of hosts. And all through the Bible it would continue the same. All through the Old Testament. It would continue exactly the same. Israel would not all be Israel. There was always a remnant. There was always a prophet. Or at least a prophet and several other believing ones that had not kissed the image of Baal, but all through the Old Testament, there was an Israel who was a Jacob, who was a supplanter, who was a deceiver, who had the star of their god Remphan, the star of Moloch, who were following Chuan and their images. All through the entire history of Israel, there was a backslidden Jacob right next to the Israel of God. And here in Isaiah chapter 2, God cries out to that backslidden Jacob and says, O house of Jacob, come ye and let us walk in the light of the Lord. And I cry to you today on behalf of the Lord as an ambassador for Christ. Come ye, O Jacob, come ye, come ye and let us walk in the light of the Lord. Exodus 34, 29. Now God had said that he would go up with the people, but not until Moses interceded. And that's what we'll see here, the conclusion of Moses' intercessions. 
It says that Moses made haste in verse 8 and bowed his head toward the earth and worshipped. And he said, If now I have found grace in thy sight, O Lord, let my Lord, I pray thee, go among us. For it is a stiff-necked people and pardon our iniquity and our, and our sin and take us for thine inheritance. And he said, Behold, I make a covenant before all thy people. I will do marvels such as have not been done in all the earth nor in any nation. And all the people among which thou art shall see the work of the Lord. For it is a terrible thing that I will do. Observe thou that which I command thee this day. Behold, I drive out before thee the Amorite and the Canaanite and the Hittite and the Perizzite and the Hivite and the Jebusite. Now, in the law of God, in the law of God, who says here, for thou shalt worship no other God, for the Lord whose name is Jealous is a jealous God. Lest thou make a covenant with the inhabitants of the land and they go a whoring after their gods and do sacrifice unto their gods and one call thee, and thou eat of his sacrifices. In the law of God, there was provision for believing Gentiles to turn from their sins and believe on the Holy One of Israel and be grafted in with Israel. There were some Gentiles who were so wicked, God said, destroy them from off the face of the earth. Do not let them marry your daughters. Do not let them marry your sons. And there were other Gentiles who God set the nation of Israel up with the temple of Solomon and everything else that he would eventually bring in for the sole purpose of bringing glory to his name through the salvation of lost souls by faith, by belief in the promises of God that had not yet come. <clears throat> Exodus 40, verse 34. This is when Moses finished the tabernacle and the Bible says, Then a cloud covered the tent of the congregation and the glory of the Lord filled the tabernacle. And Moses was not able to enter into the tent of the congregation because the cloud abode thereon and the glory of the Lord filled the tabernacle. And when the cloud was taken up from over the tabernacle, the children of Israel went onward in all their journeys. But if the cloud were not taken up, then they journeyed not till the day that it was taken up. For the cloud of the Lord was upon the tabernacle by day and fire was on it by night in the sight of all the house of Israel throughout all their journeys. O house of Jacob, come ye, come ye and let us walk in the light of the Lord. And here it is pictured before you, the heart cry of Isaiah, that the children of Israel with atonement made by the blood of a lamb would walk in the light of the fire of the Holy One of Israel and be led by that fire and would walk in the light of the Lord. Let's go now to the backslidden Israel. The backslidden Israel at the time of the coming of Jesus Christ. The same cry of God in Isaiah chapter 2 goes out to them. Because again, this cry in verse 5 of Isaiah 2 is applied to draw the children of Israel back to God before the day that they would beat their swords into plowshares. <coughs> and their spears into pruning hooks. Before the day that the kingdom of peace and righteousness would be set up in Jerusalem God is calling Israel back to him. God is calling Jacob back to him. O house of Jacob, come ye and let us walk in the light of the Lord. Go to Matthew chapter 1. Matthew chapter 1. Quickly, we must keep moving. The book of the generation of Jesus Christ, the son of David, the son of Abraham. 
Father, please give me strength. Give me voice. Give me breath to preach your word, Father. Abraham begat Isaac, and Isaac begat Jacob, and Jacob begat Judas and his brethren, which are the twelve tribes there. Verse 3, and Judas begat Perez, and Zerah of Thamar, and Perez begat, begat Esram, and Esram begat Aram, and Aram begat Amenadab, and Amenadab begat Naasan, and Naasan begat Salmon, and Salmon begat Boaz of Rechab, and Boaz begat Obed of Ruth. And Obed begat Jesse, and Jesse begat David the king, and David the king begat Solomon of her that had been the wife of Urias. And Solomon begat Roboam, and Roboam begat Abiah, and Abiah begat Asa, and Asa begat Josaphat, and Josaphat begat Joram, and Joram begat Ozias. And Ozias begat Joatham, and Joatham begat Achaz, and Achaz begat Ezekiel, and Ezekiel begat Manasseh, and Manasseh begat Ammon, and Ammon begat Josias. And Josias begat Jeconias and his brethren about the time they were carried away to Babylon. And after they were brought to Babylon, Jeconias begat Salathiel, and Salathiel begat Zerubbabel, and Zerubbabel begat Abiad, and Abiad begat Eliakim, and Eliakim begat Azor, and Azor begat Sadak, and Sadak begat Achim, and Achim begat Eliad. And Eliad begat Eleazar, and Eleazar begat Matthan, and Matthan begat Jacob, and Jacob begat Joseph, the husband of Mary, of whom was born Jesus, who is called Christ. So all the generations from Abraham to David are 14 generations, and from David until the carrying away unto Babylon, into Babylon are 14 generations, and from the carrying away into Babylon unto Christ are 14 generations. Now, the children of Israel failed to keep the covenant of their God. And even as God had promised that he would carry them away and disperse them into all nations if they broke his law, read the book of Deuteronomy. Read the blessings and the cursings that God promised. God did even as he said. And then God brought back through Zerubbabel, who we read about here in the lineage of Jesus Christ. In verse 12 of Matthew, Zerubbabel brought back a remnant from Babylon. God had told the children of Israel, understand this today. Understand this and get this. God told the children of Israel by the prophet Ezekiel, I believe in chapter 12, that there were two baskets of figs and he showed them to him and he said, look at them and tell me what you see. Ezekiel said, I see good figs that are good to eat and I see naughty figs that are so naughty they cannot be eaten. And God said, this is the children of Israel. He says, I'm going to take the good ones to Babylon and I'm going to leave the naughty ones in the land to be destroyed. They are not all Israel that are Israel. We see an Israel that is from above and we see a Jacob that is from beneath. And the Jacob, the children of Israel, according to the flesh, who have the physical promises of Abraham and the physical blessings, God let them keep the land to their destruction until they destroyed themselves. Read the prophet Jeremiah. Read what the children of Israel did to them own, through their own selves, through their own foolishness and their own pride. Read how Gedaliah, the son of Ahikam, was killed by his foolishness by Ishmael and how he would not the Ishmael of Abraham, a different one. And read how they were gathered together on the border of the land of Israel and how the prophets had warned them, do not leave the land. And yet they said in the face of Jeremiah, God hath not spoken by you. God hath not spoken by you. They lied and they dissembled in their hearts. And the children of Israel that were not children after the spirit, but only after the flesh. And what differentiated them? The ones after the spirit believed the promises of God. And they believed his prophets. And the ones that were only children of Israel after the flesh, children of Jacob, did not believe. And they fled to Egypt where they died. 
Only a very few came back and God said, I'm only going to let a couple of you live. And the only ones I'm going to let live, I'm going to let live so that they can tell the world the horror of destruction that came upon you in the land of Egypt. Read the prophet Jeremiah. See if these things be so that I say, don't take my word for it. Get a Bible. Get a real Bible based on the real word of God. That's interpreted from the real word of God. That's perfectly preserved and inspired. I have it here today. The Bible says, backslidden Israel, O house of Jacob, was there waiting for the promised Messiah. But they were broken. They were broken and in their sins. They had put together a Sanhedrin of the Pharisees and the Sadducees and their purpose in it was to try and keep the law and try and manage to somehow please God according to the law. But all their striving was losing and failing. And in their attempts to keep the law, they had a zeal of God, but not according to righteousness. And they added laws to God's law that were the laws of men and not the laws of God, which God clearly and flatly cursed in the book of Deuteronomy. Moses said that they would be cursed if they added to or took away from the law. And yet the children of Israel disobeyed the warning of Moses and they added to and they took away from the word of God. So that when Jesus Christ came upon the scene, many of them did not believe the promises of God. They were the sons of Jacob after the flesh, but they were not the sons of Israel after the spirit. But there were some. Little Mary believed God. Joseph believed God. Simeon believed God. Read the testimonies of Anna in the Bible, in the book of Luke. Read what they said. Read their prophecies. Read the prophecy of Zechariah. A priest, a Levite, who believed God, who was of Israel, not just of Jacob, but of the Israel which is above. He believed God. He believed the promises. He believed of the coming of Messiah. And he was not only Israel after the flesh, but he was also Israel after the spirit and after the faith of his father Abraham, who believed God. And it was counted to him for righteousness. Isaiah 2.11 says that God will bring down the lofty looks of men. The lofty looks of men. Hosea 14.1 says, O Israel, return unto the Lord thy God, for thou hast fallen by thine iniquity. Matthew chapter 2 and verse 6. And they said unto him, In Bethlehem of Judea, they're speaking of where the Christ should be born, and here the scribes told the wicked king Herod, who was an Edomite as far as we can tell, he told him in Bethlehem of Judea would Christ be born. And they said in verse 5, For thus it is written by the prophet, And thou Bethlehem in the land of Judah art not the least among the princes of Judah. For out of thee shall come a governor that shall rule my people Israel. God's promise to Israel was coming to pass. His word has never failed. His word never will fail. If the sun stops shining, if the moon stops shining, if the stars fall from heaven, then, says God, will my promise that I made to Israel fail and not before. And anyone who tries to say that God has cast off his people Israel has set themselves in the face of Almighty God and called him a liar. Be careful. That your theology doesn't make you err and sin against a holy God. Be careful today. Matthew 4 and verse 13. 
and leaving Nazareth, this is of Jesus, he came and dwelt in Capernaum, which is upon the sea coast, in the borders of Zabulon and Naphtalim, that it might be fulfilled, which was spoken by Esaias the prophet, which is in Isaiah 9, we will look at that, it, the land of Zebulun and the land of Nephthalim, by the way of the sea beyond Jordan, Galilee of the Gentiles, the people which sat in darkness saw great light, and to them which sat in the region and shadow of death, light is sprung up, and the cry of Isaiah, O house of Jacob, come ye, and let us walk in the light of the Lord, is still being cried today from the heart of God to the people of Jacob and of Israel. He says in James chapter 1, he addressed his whole letter to the 12 tribes scattered abroad, greeting. There are no 10 lost tribes. There are 12 tribes of Israel, and they are still intact. And they are still intact by bloodline. They are still intact by DNA. And they are still intact by the promise of a holy, sovereign God to a physical supplanter and deceiver named Jacob. While he was yet in his sins, while he was far from God, on his way way out of the promised land on his way to the land of Syria back away from the promise of God back to the land of his father and yet God's promise to Jacob while he was still in his sins held true and he brought Jacob back to the land of promise and eventually he changed Jacob to Israel and he gave him a new heart and he wrote his law upon his heart even as the prophets say and Jacob through faith and God received the promise and became Israel. They are not all Israel who are Israel. Romans 9, quickly. Romans 9, quickly. There is an Israel after the flesh, and there is an Israel of God. And it is a physical Israel of God. It has obtained the faith of Abraham and the promise of Abraham by faith. By looking forward to the Messiah that would come and then by looking forward, but looking backward to the Messiah that did come. Jesus Christ, the righteous. Shiloh, the lawgiver. The prophet that Moses said that would rise up from amongst your brethren like unto me. Unto him shall ye, ye hearken. Uh, forgive my misquotation. Look it up in Deuteronomy. Look it up. Don't take my word for any of this. You go read your Bible. You read your own Bible. You read it. Get a real Bible, a good Bible, an honest Bible, a true Bible. And read it and believe it. Romans 9, verse 1. I say the truth in Christ, I lie not. My conscience also bearing me witness in the Holy Ghost that I have great heaviness and continual sorrow in my heart. For I could wish that myself were accursed from Christ for my brethren, my kinsmen, according to the flesh, who are Israelites, to whom pertaineth the adoption and the glory and the covenants and the giving of the law and the service of, the God, of God and the promises, whose are the fathers and of whom as concerning the flesh Christ came, who is over all, God blessed forever. Amen. Jesus Christ was a Jew. He's of the physical seed of Israel through the woman, though, not through the man. He left off the Jacob part. He never partook of the supplanter, of the deceiver. But he's of Israel. There's an Israel of above 
and is an Israel of the beneath. And there's a Jacob who is the physical seed of Abraham, but who does not believe the promises. And God calls to them and says, O house of Jacob, come ye and let us walk in the light of the Lord. What a precious plea. Look at Romans 9, 7. Neither because they are the seed of Abraham are they all children, but in Isaac shall thy seed be called. That is, they which are the children of the flesh. These are not the children of God, but the children of the promise are counted for the seed. For this is the word of promise at this time. Don't go off the deep end here. He says not the children of the flesh. And then he goes on to explain that Isaac was the seed who was a child of the flesh. Don't go off the deep end and say that none of them after the flesh have the promise. There are those after the flesh who are also after the faith of the promise of the father Abraham. And these have the promise. These are the seed of Abraham according to promise. And the ones who are the seed of Abraham after the flesh. But do not follow in the faith of faithful Abraham. Are not of the seed of Abraham of the Israel that is above. For this is the word of promise at this time will I come and Sarah shall have a son. And not only this but when Rebekah also had conceived by one even by our father Isaac. For the children being not yet born, neither having done any good or evil, that the purpose of God according to election might stand, not of works, but of him that calleth. It was said unto her, the elders shall serve the younger. As it is written, Jacob have I loved, but Esau have I hated. And again, I want to emphasize to you today, and I believe God wants to emphasize, Jacob and Esau were both scoundrels. There was nothing good about Jacob. Lazy old lion Jacob sitting around the tent while his brother went out and did all the work providing the food. Lying through his teeth. Deceiving his father. The law of God says, Honor thy father and thy mother and prescribes a death penalty on those who mock their father and their mother. How much of a greater mockery can you do than to stand before your aging father dressed in skins of goats and pretend to be the oldest son so that you can steal his birthright? Jacob was a scoundrel. But God took Jacob and he took him through a series of events in his life and a series of divine interventions and sovereign outpourings of the grace of God that brought Jacob to the point that he would finally halt in, upon his thigh, upon the sinew that shrunk when he finally encountered the Holy One of Israel and he believed the promises of God. And the spiritual seed was passed on through Jacob, who became Israel. God says to Jacob, come ye. Look at Romans 10.1. Brethren, my heart's desire and prayer to God for Israel is that they might be saved. Now some people have taken this and they try to say that Israel is now the church. Yet Paul, the minister, the apostle to the Gentile church, said, I'm praying to God that Israel might be saved. The church is already saved. 
And he's praying that Israel might be saved. Speaking of the physical seed of Israel. And you cannot honestly look at the scripture. And come to any other conclusion. Unless your eyes are blinded by your theological pride. For I bear them record that they have a zeal of God, but not according to knowledge. For they, being ignorant of God's righteousness and going about to establish their own righteousness, have not submitted themselves unto the righteousness of God. Go to Isaiah chapter 9, quickly. Isaiah 9. Lord, help us to not waste any time. Isaiah 9. Nevertheless, the dimness shall not be such as was in her vexation, when at the first he lightly afflicted the land of Zebulun and the land of Naphtali, and afterward did more grievously afflict her by the way of the sea beyond Jordan in Galilee of the nations. The people that walked in darkness have seen a great light. They that dwell in the land of the shadow of death, upon them hath the light shined. Thou hast multiplied the nation and not increased the joy. They joy before thee according to the joy in harvest. And as men rejoice when they divide the spoil. For thou hast broken the yoke of his burden and the staff of his shoulder. The rod of his oppressor as in the day of Midian. For every battle of the warrior is with confused noise and garments rolled in blood. But this shall be with burning and fuel of fire. For unto us a child is born. Unto us a son is given. And the place is Zebulun, Naphtali, Galilee of the nation this ministry would take place this child would be born in Bethlehem according to the promise and it says for unto us a child is born unto us a son is given and the government shall be upon his shoulder and his name shall be called wonderful counselor the mighty God the everlasting father the prince of peace and of the increase of his government and peace, there shall be no end upon the throne of David and upon his kingdom to order it and to establish it with judgment and with justice from henceforth even forever. The zeal of the Lord of hosts will perform this. Not your zeal, O foolish nation, that is turned from your Messiah. O friends, come Come, O house of Jacob, come ye, and let us walk in the light of the Lord. He is clothed with zeal as with a cloak. It is the Lord's zeal, the Lord God Almighty, the zeal of the Lord of hosts that will perform it. And the child that Isaiah prophesied would be born is the mighty God, the everlasting Father, Jehovah God, the great I Am that appeared to Moses in the burning bush. Hallelujah. Acts 2.38, quickly. This then is the message, O Jacob. O house of Jacob, come ye. Let us walk in the light of the Lord. O house of Jacob, come ye. Let us walk in the light of the, of the Lord. Acts 2.38. Then Peter said unto them, These were Jews that he was preaching to as a Jewish man. And he cried out to them and said unto them, Repent and be baptized, every one of you, in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of sins. And ye shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. The call of God to the Jew is not for the Jew to cease becoming a Jew, but for the Jew to follow in the faith of his father Abraham and fulfill by faith the operation of God, the ministry of God that God has anointed 
and called the Jews for, that they may be a light to lighten the Gentiles, a city set on a hill to whom the whole world shines. Oh, my Jewish friends, come, O house of Jacob, come ye, and let us walk in the light of the Lord. This is not a Jew that's speaking today. This is a Gentile who's found grace in the eyes of God through the same faith as Father Abraham had and has been cut in and grafted into the blessings, not as a Jew, not to take your place. And I beseech you by the mercies and love of God to turn and repent from your own zeal and turn to the Messiah, Jesus Christ. And be born again by the power of God. And fulfill the purpose for which God chose you to be a peculiar people. A peculiar treasure. Rise up, O Israel of God. Rise up from the ashes of the law. And rise up to the grace and truth of Jesus Christ, the Messiah. Acts 3.19 Repent ye therefore and be converted that your sins may be blotted out when the times of refreshing shall come from the presence of the Lord. And this ties in with our scripture very closely. We're going to move on for sake of time. But look at the context. He's talking about the coming of the Messiah the second time to establish Israel and the throne of David. And he says repent and be converted that your sins may be blotted out. Oh, Israel, oh, Jacob, do not miss your opportunity. Oh, house of Jacob, come ye and let us walk in the light of the Lord. Galatians 6, quickly. Galatians 6. Verse 15, for in Christ Jesus neither circumcision availeth anything nor uncircumcision but a new creature. And as many as walk according to this rule, the call is, O Jacob, come ye and let us walk in the light of the Lord. And as many as walk according to this rule, the new creature in Christ, peace be on them and mercy and upon the Israel of God. That is the Jew and the Gentile. As many as through faith, as the same kind of faith as Father Abraham had in Jesus Christ come to God. Peace be on them and upon the Israel of God. God calls you, O Jacob. Will you come? Will you come? Let us walk in the light of the Lord. Hmm. Help me today, Lord. Help me today. Go to Acts 15. Acts 15 quickly. We will hurry as best we possibly can. Acts 15. Here in Acts chapter 15 and verse 7. And when there had been much disputing. This is in the church in Jerusalem. These are Jews who believed in the Messiah. And they were disputing together. Should the Gentiles keep the law of Moses to be saved? 
And when there was, had been much disputing, Peter rose up and said unto them, Men and brethren, ye know how that a good while ago God made choice among us that the Gentiles by my mouth should hear the word of the gospel and believe. And God, which knoweth the hearts, bear them witness, giving them the Holy Ghost, even as he did unto us, and put no difference between us and them, purifying their hearts by faith. Now, therefore, why tempt ye God to put a yoke upon the neck of the disciples, which neither our fathers nor we were able to bear? But we believe that through the grace of the Lord Jesus Christ, we shall be saved even as they. And then all the multitude kept silence and gave audience to Barnabas and Paul, declaring what miracles and wonders God had wrought among the Gentiles by them. And after they had held their peace, James answered, answered saying, Men and brethren, hearken unto me, Simeon, which is Simon Peter, hath declared how God at the first did visit the Gentiles. And the Bible says what it says. I can be wrong, but the Bible's not. Simeon hath declared how God at the first did visit the Gentiles to take out of them a people for his name. And to this agree the words of the prophets. As it is written, after this I will return and will build again the tabernacle of David which has fallen down. And I will build again the ruins thereof. And I will set it up that the residue of men might seek after the Lord. And all the Gentiles upon whom my name is called, saith the Lord, who doeth all these things. Known unto God are all his works from the beginning of the world. And then he goes on. Wherefore, my sentence is that we trouble not them which from among the Gentiles are turned to God, but that we write unto them that they abstain from pollutions of idols and from fornication and from things strangled and from blood. For Moses of old time hath in every city them that preach him being read in the synagogues every Sabbath day. Then it pleased them, pleased it the apostles and elders with the whole church to send chosen men. And they wrote them letters after this manner. And you can read that there in Acts chapter 5. We looked at Galatians. I want you to look quickly at John 1. Lord, help us today to kind of jump around. You can study this out. You make sure I'm not twisting the scripture. You make sure. Read the context. Study the word of God yourself. Read it. Compare scripture with scripture. Line upon line. Precept upon precept. John 1, 1. In the beginning was the word. And the word was with God. And the word was God. And it says here, the same was in the beginning with God. All things were made by him, and without him was not anything made that was made. In him was life, and the life was the light of men. In the word that was with God, and the word that was God was light. And the light was the life of men, and the light shineth in darkness, and the darkness comprehended it not. There was a man sent from God whose name was John. The same came for a witness to bear witness of the light that all men through him might believe. He was not that light, but was sent to bear witness of that light. That was the true light, which lighteth every man that cometh into the world. And it says here in verse 14, And the word was made flesh and dwelt among us, and we beheld his glory, the glory as of the only begotten of the Father, full of grace and truth. John was of the Israel of God, a holy Jew who believed the promises of God and by the same faith that Abraham had, by which God counted to him righteousness, John believed God and preached, the Messiah has come, the Lamb of God that taketh away the sin of the world. It says in verse 17, it says, John bare witness of him in 15, and cried, saying, This was he of whom I spake. He that cometh after me is preferred before me, for he was before me. And of his fullness have all we received, and grace for grace. For the law was given by Moses, but grace and truth came by Jesus Christ. Go to Romans 11. 
Go to Romans 11 and verse 6 quickly. And I'm going to back up just a, just a little bit here. Speaking of verse 1, I say, then hath God cast away his people? God forbid. For I also am an Israelite of the seed of Abraham of the tribe of Benjamin. God hath not cast away his people which he foreknew. Watch ye not what the scripture saith of Elias. How he maketh intercession to God against Israel. Saying Lord they have killed thy prophets. And dig down thine altars. And I am left alone. And they seek my life. God give me strength. Help me know when to shut it down. But what saith the answer of God unto him? I have reserved to myself 7,000 men who have not bowed the knee to the image of Baal. Even so then at this present time also there is a remnant according to the election of grace. And if by grace then it is, then is it no more of works? Otherwise grace is no more grace. But if it be of works then it is no more grace. Otherwise work is no more work. What then? Israel hath not obtained that which he seeketh for, but the election hath obtained it, and the rest were blinded. According as it is written, God hath given them the spirit of slumber, eyes that they should not see, and ears that they should not hear unto this day. And David saith, Let their table be made a snare, and a trap, and a stumbling block, and a recompense unto them. Let their eyes be darkened that they may not see, and bow down their back alway. I say then, have they stumbled that they should fall? God forbid. But rather through their fall salvation is come unto the Gentiles for to provoke them to jealousy. Now listen carefully. Some of you out there that claim to be Christians and yet say in the face of God that he has cast away his people Israel whom he foreknow. Often you'll preach election. Often you'll preach the sovereignty of God. But here the word of God clearly indicates that God has sovereignly elected the children of Israel of the physical seed of Abraham and of the spiritual seed of their father Abraham and he has not cast them away your doctrine stinks it stinks in the nostrils of God your doctrine has you blinded to the truth it's a spiritual intellectual pride that Paul is about to warn of he says now if the fall of them be the riches of the world and the diminishing of them the riches of the Gentiles how much more their fullness for I speak to you Gentiles I speak to you, Gentiles. Now it's time to talk to the backslidden Gentile church. That's where we're at now. I speak to you, Gentiles. Inasmuch as I am the apostle of the Gentiles, I magnify mine office. If by any means I may provoke to emulation them which are my flesh and might save some of them. For if the casting away of them be the reconciling of the world, what shall the receiving of them be but life from the dead? And the them is Israel after the flesh. Like it or not. Believe it or not. Your favorite theologian disagrees with me. I don't care. The Bible says it. Let's get back to the word of God. This is Bible time, by the way. This isn't commentary time. This isn't reformer time. This isn't all you bunch of books and study time. This is Bible time. And we want the Bible to be our rule. Only scripture. Scripture alone. 
It says here, for if the first fruit be holy, the lump is also holy. And if the root be holy, so are the branches. Get this, get this, get this. And if some of the branches be broken off, and thou, being a wild olive tree, wert graft in among them, and with them partakest of the root and fatness of the olive tree. The olive tree is Israel, undeniably. You have to pervert scripture to come up with something else. It says, boast not against the branches, but if thou boast, thou bearest not the root, but the root thee. Listen to me and listen good. The church is not Israel, and Jews that get saved are not getting grafted into the church. The church of the Gentiles are a bunch of pagans who deserved hell, who saw a Jewish Savior who was preached to them by Jewish apostles who heard the Jewish Bible. And they believed in the Word of God as faithful Abraham believed it and were grafted in to the olive tree. And listen to me today. The church is not Israel. The church is a wild branch grafted into the tree of Israel, partaking of the fruit and of the fatness of the olive tree spiritually. Hallelujah. Don't get it backwards. Messes everything up. Mess up the whole Bible. And before long, your descendants will be as lost as the Catholic church, which is where replacement theology finds its roots. I've got great respect for many of the reformers. But at the end of the day, the reformers were called reformers because they were coming out of that whore, the Catholic Church, the great whore. And they brought with them some bad baggage that God had mercy over them. Read Luther. Read what he said about the Jews. It was his Catholic doctrine of replacement theology that Hitler used to justify the extermination of the Jews. It's bad theology. I don't care who said it. Get back to the Bible. If you're a Christian today, you are a Gentile saved by grace and grafted in to the olive tree of Israel. And you are not Israel, but you partake of the root and the fatness of Israel. And hallelujah today, the word of God, Jesus Christ himself, a Jew, died for this stinking, no good dog of a Gentile. And he bought me and he redeemed me with his blood. It was his plan for Israel from the beginning. A nation of priests, a light to lighten the Gentiles. Hallelujah. 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 Somebody better help me shout or I'll shout myself into the ground. Hallelujah. They are not all Israel who are of Israel. Some of the branches got broken off the tree and they're not Israel anymore. But let me tell you, today there is a saved remnant of Jews carrying forward the physical and spiritual promises of God to Abraham today. And it is because of that remnant that we have the gospel. Hallelujah! Peter was a Jew. James was a Jew. John was a Jew. Paul was a Jew. 
If it wasn't for the Jew, we would have no hope. We were aliens from the commonwealth of Israel, far off from God, far from the covenants. Our hope comes through the olive tree, Israel, of whom concerning the flesh our Savior was. Hosea 10, 9. O Israel, thou hast sinned from the days of Gibeah. There they stood, the battle in Gibeah, against the children of iniquity did overtake them. It is in my desire that I should chastise them. Listen carefully. And the people shall be gathered against them when they shall bind themselves in their two furrows. And Ephraim is as an heifer that is taught and loveth to tread out the corn. But I passed over upon her fair neck. I will make Ephraim to ride. Judah shall plow and Jacob shall break his clods. Sow to yourselves in righteousness. Reap in mercy. Break up your fallow ground. For it is time to seek the Lord till he come. And rain righteousness upon you. O Jacob, it is time. It is time, Jacob. The hour is drawing nigh. Your Messiah is coming back soon. Sow to yourselves in righteousness. Reap in mercy. Break up your fallow ground. For it is time to seek the Lord. Till he come and rain righteousness upon you. And come he will. 